If you've ever wondered what to do with the little ones when you have pre-K music and you're just like, hey, it's kind of like hurting cats, this is all for you. You're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. Along the way, you'll hear from some of my amazing colleagues as they share practical advice that you can apply to your own classrooms. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my free guide on better serving our students with disabilities in the music classroom. I firmly believe that our job as music educators is to help our students find the way in which they can be best musical. And when it comes to teaching students with disabilities, most of us don't feel prepared to best serve these students. In this free guide, I'll share five ways to better serve the students with disabilities in your classroom so that you can truly say that your classroom is for everyone. To grab your free guide, head to thatmusicteacher.com disabilities. Again, to grab your free PDF guide, including a foreword by Lauren Morsenkowski about why disability isn't a bad word, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com disabilities. When I was an undergrad, I had a course in the education department that required some community service in some sort of educational capacity. I was really dreading it. And at the very last moment, like honestly, like a couple of weeks before the hours were due, I grudgingly reached out to the lab preschool at my university and said, hey, I'm in this class. They told me this is a place where a lot of ed majors get their community service. Um, can I come and you know join you in your classroom? And I started working there. I was unpaid for the first you know quarter and I was working three, six hours a week worth the three-year-olds. And I loved it. It changed my trajectory forever. At the end of that semester, when I had finished my course requirements, I worked up the courage to talk to the, the person that was in charge and said, hey, I know you have work study. Can I join you another semester and can I get paid for it? And thankfully she said yes. And the rest is history. And I worked there every Tuesday and Thursday in the afternoon until I graduated. And honestly, looking back on it, I think that teacher that I worked with might have had the most change in my life. I think that she saw something in me that I didn't. And, you know, she was the director and she was also the teacher. And she really helped me understand what education meant more than just being the next greatest high school choir director. And she truly changed the trajectory of my life and my career. And honestly, I'm just now realizing that I, I, I never really told her that. And I think after this pod, after I finish recording this podcast, I'm going to reach out to her and, and make sure that she knows how much of an impact that she's had on my life. When I started looking for teaching jobs, I knew that teaching elementary was something that I wanted. At that time, I had kind of given up the choir dream and realized that 
elementary music was what my life was meant for. What my passion was, was working with the little ones. Um, I mean, I worked at the lab preschool all the way through college. I worked two summers at a daycare working with the three-year-olds through the five-year-olds. And I knew that when I started teaching music, I would want to have a preschool music program. Thankfully, in my first teaching job, I, I have that. You know, the job I'm still at now, I, I have uh, a preschool music class. And what I love about it is it kind of balances my love with preschool with also my love of allowing students with disabilities to be musical because it's a 50-50 program of students with disabilities and students that do not have disabilities. Um, and it is one of my favorite classes that I teach every rotation. Um, but it was not something that I kind of fell into. It was a lot of understanding um, how, how to do it, how to make it work, how to make it um, accessible to the students, but also musically en en enriching. But honestly, my goal for my musical, you know, my musical goals are there, but I think it's important for us to realize that in, in a preschool setting especially, the goals shouldn't only be musical. The goals should be overarching. The goals should be character development. The goals should be gross motor, fine motor. The goals should be, you know, empathy and community building and social emotional because that's what early childhood education should be, is understanding what it means to be a person, what it means to interact with others, what it means to collaborate, what it means to just exist around another person. Because for some of these kids, this is the first time they've been around another child. And that's kind of what I've taken with me into my music classroom when I'm teaching this, these preschoolers, is that while I do have musical goals for them, my main goal is to allow them to explore music and to explore music collaboratively while also kind of meeting those overarching goals of, you know, gross, again, gross motor, of collaboration, of social emotional skills, of understanding that sometimes we have to share. And those are the things that I really want to teach through the power of music. In my current teaching situation, I see my preschoolers for 20 minutes. And honestly, I think that's really developmentally appropriate. So it's kind of changed how often I see them depending on the year. So my first few years, I saw them every three days for 20 minutes. Um, this year, I see them every six days for 20 minutes. But the, the, the whole kind of overarching theme is I think that 20 minutes is actually really developmentally appropriate because that allows me the opportunity to have that high engaging lessons without letting them get kind of squirrely and kind of get over. Because let's be honest, a 40-minute lesson for four-year-olds and two-year-olds and three-year-olds would not be um, would not be a whole thing. Um, it would not be uh, developmentally appropriate. So the way that I structure my 20-minute lessons is fairly simple and fairly similar every time. I'm not saying that I, I do the same lesson every time, but what I do is I start every lesson with a hello song. I end every lesson with a goodbye song. I have multiple opportunities for movement, and I also have multiple opportunities for my students to be engaged in the lesson. So if I say, down by the bay, if I'm singing that song, you know, I say, hey, you know, have you ever seen a moose that was kissing a, and you stop and wait and see if they come up with a rhyme. Half the time they're not going to come up with a rhyme, but eventually they'll get there, right? <laughs> eventually they might say goose or shoes or even, you know, even if it's not a real word, they'll get there. But allowing them to have that opportunity or maybe say, I have a song that's all about an animal that is green and loves to jump. And they might say a frog or they might say something different. 
but it's allowing that engagement. It's allowing that interaction. It's not, we're not having music at them. We're doing music together. I had the wonderful opportunity to observe literally one time a, a preschool music teacher that was teaching in Orange local schools here in central Ohio. Um, and she was wonderful. She had all the students engaged. She had manipulatives. She had visual things. She had, you know, things on Velcro for the kids to do. And that's kind of what I have really latched onto as an educator for this preschool is to make sure my lessons are engaging that much because that is I watched that and was literally my jaw was to the floor because she was phenomenal. Every single student was 100% engaged and I do not blame them because it wasn't a music class that was happening to preschoolers. It was that music class that was happening with preschoolers. And I think that's something that we can take with us to all of our classes, whether or not it's preschool. If I were to kind of boil down my goals for preschool music into three goals, my first one would be to allow my students to explore rhythmic and melodic concepts in a way that's developmentally appropriate. Secondly, I would want them to be able to get a little bit of a repertoire of chants and songs that they can take with them into kindergarten that will help them further dive into those melodic and rhythmic concepts so that they can have a little bit of a firmer understanding. And honestly, the third goal is just to make them continue to love coming to music because there's nothing like having a kindergartner that's already against music and you have to work to change that when they come back. So if I can get my preschoolers to leave music wanting to come back and always wanting more, that is a win for me. Because the way that I view preschool music is that it is not music education that's happening in that classroom. It's their education that's happening through music and because of music. It's not about learning ta's and tt's. It's about learning how to be a person learning how to explore music, learning how to experience other people, but at the same time, setting them up for success so that when they come into the kindergarten music classroom, they are ready to rock it and they are understanding what music can mean to people and how music can be a part of their lives. If you found this episode helpful at all, I would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Not only does this help me understand what you find most helpful, it also helps more music educators just like you find the podcast. To check out the show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash show notes.